You're listening to WISD Radio, where we inspire, motivate, and create. Welcome to What's Your Why with Monica L. Garrison for another week. We have a great guest on today. And uh, I wanted to start off a little bit with talking about, um, I seen a post on Facebook today um, that said God will put a Judas in your life to get you on your path or something similar to that. And um <laughs> The interesting thing was over the last uh, couple of weeks, I have uh, personally have had, I guess, what you would call, quote, unquote, a Judas in my camp. And uh, it's funny how things will will work itself out and, and things that are meant for bad just seem to turn around and, and go in the right direction and get you on your path. And it becomes an aha moment, a learning, um, a way for you to learn. And by having that person show up in my life, it, 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 although I was trying to help the person, it turned out to just be kind of a stab in the back. And seeing that post resonated so deeply with me today was because that's exactly how I felt was a Judas. And we have to be careful that not everyone has our best interests. Not everyone is excited about our growth, about what we have going on in our life. And um, people who don't have certain things going on in their life, if you do, they are looking to bring you down or to rain on your parade in any means necessary. I have seen it happen personally in my life more than once that if you are doing great and you have something going on, here comes somebody to um, try to uh, put a negative spin on it, to flip the story, to hate on you, to, you know, bring that negative energy. And you literally have to get deeper into your prayer closet during that time and know and understand that everything works out in the end. So I want to give that message. I don't know who it's for, but um, I just want to put it out there. Keep going. Keep believing. Tighten up your circle. Pay attention to who you have around you and what information that you put out there because people think that they, they know a little something about you. They want to put it out there and tell people and try to shame you or whatever the the issue may be. But in reality, you don't even have a clue of half of what's going on. You only know the part of what's been told to you. Um, so be careful. Be mindful of the people that's in your circle and and be willing to cut people off immediately. So with that said, that's my, my intro for today. I have um, my very first male guest on What's Your Why? I have uh, Rockland Page today, guys. Uh, he's an artist, a graphic designer in the Chicagoland area. Uh, Rockland, ever since he was a child, had always had a love uh, for reading, comic books, sketching, and painting. He was encouraged by his friends and families and teachers to pursue a career in art. Um, after completing 
Um, graduating from Ball State University, Rockland started his professional career at Johnson Public publishing company let me get it together as a designer and illustrator for ebony and jet magazines in the following years rockland has held creative positions at the chicago tribune and stv incorporated in 2018 rockland created rockablock design a company that specializes in custom t-shirt design printing and online sales so Everyone, welcome Rockland to the show. Hey, Rockland, how you doing? Hey, I'm good, Monica. How about yourself? I am okay. I need you to do me a favor. If you can just speak a little louder, that would be great. Okay, sure, uh, sure. Thank you for joining the show today. So um, tell me a little bit about Ebony and Jet Magazine. You started off your professional career at, Johns- at Johnson Publishing Company. What was that like? Oh, it it was like a dream come true when I first got the job there. Um, especially fresh out of college, just to land a job at such a big company, such a recognizable brand, and that was so impactful in the black community. It was it was surreal. Um, it was it was challenging as well um, because when you see a company from the outside, it looks completely different on the inside. When you're actually in there, getting your hands dirty, working on the product working with uh, different personality types. But all in all, it was a pretty good experience. Uh, spent four years there in uh, their art department. Oh, okay. And yeah. in your um, and how did – I did speak briefly in your bio, talk briefly about as a child you were reading comic books and sketching and painting. You always had a love for for art. Um how did you transform having that love for art into a professional career? How did that take place for you? Um, I think it started pretty early. Um, I can remember in elementary school, um, I'd draw pictures for money. You know, sometimes it was a dollar, sometimes really? it was five dollars. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I mean, back then it was in the late 80s, early 90s, so I was drawing Ninja Turtles and Treasure Trolls and just whatever, you know, was popular at the time. And kids would give me their lunch money for a drawing. Um, and my parents really encouraged that. Every Christmas I could always depend on uh, getting a truckload of art supplies, uh, whether it be, you know, sketch pads or pencils or, you know, even an airbrush kit at a young age. And people would just want to pay me for my art. And that's when I realized I could make a living at this. You know, even back then, you know, just making a few bucks here and there is, you know, to a kid, you know, that's, you know, a pretty big deal. Wow. It, that is so funny because when I was in school, I actually went to school with someone that would sketch Ninja Turtles as well. But the difference between you and him is that he was doing it for free and you actually were smart enough to <laughs> to turn it into a career where you were making money from from doing that. And so um, – as the years went by and you were sketching and, and, and designing, how did that turn into um, doing custom T-shirt designs and printing it online sale? How did all of that come about? Um, it's, it's been a decades-long process for me, um, filled with uh, self-doubt, um, anger, okay. discouragement. Um, even as early uh, as a kid, my parents actually – got me in touch with someone to put my drawings on T-shirts and try to sell them. And, 
And looking back, those drawings weren't very good, but at the time I thought I was, you know, hot stuff. And I think that helped put me on the path to uh, <laughs> wanting to do uh, custom clothing and T-shirt design and uh, just fine art in general. Um, as time went on, I got a few more opportunities to do some things. Um, in college, I met a few guys that had a screen printing business, and I had them print a few shirts for me, and I tried to sell them at a couple of flea markets and craft fairs, and mm-hmm. they did moderately well. Um, and I think that really helped me see that I could have potential in this. But again, I shelved it um, just because I, you know, took time to pursue a career. I wanted mm-hmm. to make a steady paycheck. Eventually, I had a family, so I had to find, you know, a way to support my family. And that stuff just okay. got on the back burner. And so over the years, I came across a few more friends that actually had shirt printing businesses, or I see people online that were selling clothing that they designed. And some of them were phenomenal, and some of them weren't. But these people had incredible confidence in their brand and their product. And I just got to the point to where I got tired of working for someone else. Mm-hmm. Even though I still work for someone else, I still carry a full-time job. I wanted to throw my hat in the ring and make a difference for myself and for my family. And even if it never turns into a big business, I wanted to give it a shot. Okay. And so uh, so I began investigating different printing methods, different uh, printers, T-shirts, uh, different ways of doing things. And I came across a drop shipping site, which uh, there was no risk involved. Um, it was basically you just upload your designs. They sell it for you. You just have to market, market it yourself, mm-hmm. and you make a small commission off of each shirt sold, which in theory is great if you just want to get some shirts out there. But I really want to make more of an impact and more of a dent and take more control over the, the process for myself. So I got in touch with a few different uh, vendors for the um, for the equipment. I uh, found a piece of machinery that I loved and that worked great, and I took a small business loan. It was a big step for me um, okay. to take you know take this big chunk of money out, and I talked to my wife about it, made sure she was okay with it, and I just went for it. I had to take a big risk and just go for it, and so far it's been paying off. And talk a little bit about uh, what it means for an entrepreneur to to take a risk on your dream because for myself I'm an entrepreneur it it takes a lot of <laughs> courage to step out there and want to do something different and as you say kind of throw your your hat in the ring and and get out there what what was the process like for you um trying to think I think the process for me again like as I mentioned before was uh feeling a frustration of mm-hmm. wanting to do more, wanting to make more of an impact and and have more of a more of a say in what goes on. Because you hear these inspirational stories about how Google and Apple started in someone's basement, someone's garage and now they're multi billion yep. dollar companies. Mm-hmm. Because these people took a risk. They did. And mind you they might have had, you know, more capital to put in. And some people might have had none. Um, even going back to Johnson Publishing, John H. Johnson started his company with a $500 loan. And it turned into one of the biggest media empires for a few decades. And so those those stories inspired me. And okay. I had to tell myself that I was no different than any of those people. That I, God gave me a gift, and mm-hmm. it, it would be a sin not to use it not to live up to my potential. 
and even if I failed at it, that's not as bad as not trying Uh at all. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's one of the the things that a lot of people are afraid of stepping out there with is because they're afraid of of failure or they're afraid that, you know, what if this doesn't be successful? For me, it's just you can get so caught up with the what ifs that you never try. It's, you know, what one of your what ifs should be what if this is successful? What if it actually works? You know, we can talk ourselves oftentimes that negative talk out of doing of living up to our potential and our greatness and and as you said making a a difference um because there is not one job that we do that is in some way it's not a service to someone we are providing a service with whatever business or whatever skills that you have it's it's affecting the lives of others and so it be it really becomes the driving force and why a lot of people will step out and and take a risk on themselves and start their own business. Uh, believe it or not, you're taking a risk when you go to a job um, every day because you don't know if that job, if you're going to have it. Uh, you know, you can be laid off or terminated at any time. That in itself is a risk. So why not do something that you enjoy, that you are passionate about, and uh, see what happens. And so it does take a lot of courage to do that. And it's great when you have support and, and you mentioned your wife um, supporting you with making that decision of wanting to start your own, um, your own brand, your clothing design. And one of them that seems to be very popular that uh, I really like a lot is your um, Africa is dope um, t-shirt. Um I did see that online. Really nice. I really, I really like it a lot. Can you talk about where the inspiration came from with that design? Well, I think for that design, it just popped into my head one day. Because um, my slogan for my shirts is dope shirts for dope people. Mm-hmm. And usually when I wear one of my shirts out and I'm out and about at the grocery store, just at the gym or just walking down the street, someone will usually stop and say, yo, that's a dope shirt. And so I just didn't want to put the word dope on that. I needed Mm -hmm. to have more of an impact, more of a meaning to it. And I think it was around Black History Month when I came up with the concept. I really wanted to do something with kente cloth. So um, I I used kente cloth patterns in each of the letters and put the silhouette of Africa inside the O to really solidify Mm -hmm. the meaning and just called it Africa's Dope. And I had no idea if it was going to sell, um, if people would receive it well. But immediately, as soon as I posted it online, the, the response was was crazy. And I uh, took another shot when I did a consignment deal with the, the Silver Room in Hyde Park, in Chicago's Hyde okay. Park. And mm-hmm. uh, I dropped off uh, 40 shirts, uh, 20 okay. of a dope shirt and 20 of uh, another shirt that says, Don't Touch My Hair. And I had no idea that when I came back to check on inventory, if I was going to do the walk of shame and walk back to my car with 40 more shirts. Mm-hmm. But when I got there, everyone had sold out except for maybe one or two. And I was really? like, wow. wow. Okay. Yeah. Wow. I mean, it was, it, was, it was definitely a big encouragement to me because I designed the stuff. I mm-hmm. put it online. Sometimes I might make a sale. I might get a few likes on Instagram or Facebook, but you really have no idea what people yeah. really think about it. 
And so when I came back to the store, they said, when can we get more of these? People have been asking for these, and you know, they want more. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, oh, I got, I got to get to work. So, so, uh, <laughs> I, I, so I had to restock on uh, my materials, uh, print some more shirts, and I dropped more off. And it was just really a big encouragement for me to let me know that I did something that people resonate with, that people can relate with. Right. And, and it might have one meaning to me, mm-hmm. but it might have something, uh, a different meaning to someone else. That's true. And, it, yeah. and it was, it's very nice. It's, by the way, guys, it's very nice. <laughs> sure, you should definitely support and pick one up. And you said that it's still available at the store room. Is that where people can purchase it at? I guess they can purchase it at the Silver Room, or they can purchase it purchase it directly from a website, rockablock.com. Okay. And another one of of your designs that I really love a lot is the Wakanda Forever T-shirt. And <laughs> we cannot, one can only guess where the inspiration came from that, but it is a another uh, great design. Um, and it seemed that a lot of people t- um uh, really was drawn to design as well to that particular T-shirt. Uh, yes, that's another one of my top sellers. Um, when I came up with that one, it was actually inspired by uh, some drawings a friend of mine did, and so I translated that into uh, my own version and thought I'd make a pretty dope design for a T-shirt. And uh, and I did this months after um, Black Panther had been out of theater, mm-hmm. um, but. I thought maybe people still had Wakanda fever. Okay. That maybe, you know, it wasn't just a flash in the pan. People still resonate with this. And so when I, I actually did this as a special design for uh, First Aid Comics, another store in Hyde Park, um, mm-hmm. they wanted to sell some of my shirts, so I designed it especially for them and decided to sell them on the site as well. And the response to that has been overwhelming. Um, usually whenever wow. I wear that one out, people want to stop mm-hmm. me and ask about it. And it doesn't matter if they're white, black, Hispanic, Asian. Someone will always stop and ask me about that shirt. Because I think, you know, Wakanda and Black Panther, um, not just the comic books in the movie, but just the the symbol of, like, black power, um, not mm-hmm. supremacy, but just the influence that that movie had on the culture worldwide, it just really speaks to people. And so uh, i I love wearing that shirt out. I love talking about it. I love when people want to order it. And it's just really been a, a top seller there, too. I I absolutely love how each shirt has a meaning um, behind it. And it's not just something random that you're putting on your shirt. There's absolutely a design to it. Um, it, it actually feels like it's very personable that you, you put a lot of thought and effort into your design. So so talk a little bit about the, the creative side of what goes into designing T-shirts because the moment something, you know, kind of hot is out, people want to throw a slogan on, on a T-shirt to kind of make some sales. But like you said, you want to make more of an impact. So on what is the, the, the inspiration and creative side of, you, of your design? Well, usually I have a thought to sitting in my mind for several days or several weeks. And mm-hmm. usually if I can sit down long enough to put something to paper or uh, play around on the computer just to get some concepts together, 
I'll uh, start a, uh, start the process. Um, sometimes I I think I take too long with my design process um, because there are lots of things that come out that are trendy and you want to try to hurry up and jump on it to make some quick sales. Um, but that's just not me. I treat each design as a piece of art. Okay. Because to me, this isn't just a business. It's I'm creating a gallery. Um, I like more that. Or less. Yeah. And each person that's wearing one of my shirts is a canvas or a gallery in themselves or treat it as a wall that I want, you know, someone to see this art and think it's beautiful, not just something catchy or something trendy at the moment. Mm-hmm. And and so usually I spend uh, anywhere from a few minutes to a few hours to even a few days working on designs. And if it doesn't sit well with me, I might run it past a few different people. I might okay. talk to some other creatives. I might show it to someone who, uh, if I'm designing something that I think a woman might like, um, okay. mm-hmm. or that I think it might speak to a, to a woman, or something that they might be going through, I'll run it past a few different people just to get their thoughts on it. Because I don't want to misinterpret something that, you know, I have no, you know, clear conscience or relationship to. So I don't want to speak for someone that I'm not part of that group. Right. Okay. And it's, so it's, so I think a lot of people do that, and I don't want to misspeak. I don't want someone to uh, see my art and get offended by it or um, or just take it to heart, you know, that it, it wasn't taken into consideration their feelings, their thoughts, or their culture, or even my own culture. Mm-hmm. That's true because your dope shirt, one of your dope shirts, you actually made it um, Irish, and 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 I don't know if that was tied into um, St. Patrick's Day, but the dope shirt you had a different design for that, which was great for that. You know, was another great design. You know, you kind of flipped it from the African um, kind of feel to it, and it was Irish, and it still was a great design. I thought so too, and uh, for that one, that was one of those moments where I was trying to cash in on a moment, you know, the St. Patrick's Day. But again, it was just one of those things where, okay, I'll give it a shot. If it if it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. And and so that's one of the great things about me being able to design and print and produce all my own stuff is that I don't have to print a single shirt until one is ordered. So I don't have a ton of those. Uh, Irish dope shirts sitting around my house, mm-hmm. around my studio, um, and and so some some of my designs are hit, some are miss. Um, it all depends on timing, on who the audience is or who sees it, mm-hmm. and so and that's definitely been a challenge right there, just trying to get things out in a timely manner, being consistent, being conscious of who my audience is and what their perspective or needs are. Okay. And talk about uh, the being consistent with being an entrepreneur because um, when we work for ourselves, we don't have a team. You know, we are the CEO, the 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 secretary. We are everything uh, when it comes to being an entrepreneur and making sure to meet the demands of our clients. Um, has that been challenging for you, or 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 is it is it as you mentioned a a process with being consistent? Um, it is a challenge in some ways, 
because I, I still work a full-time job. Mm-hmm. And when I get home, if I have a bunch of orders waiting on me, there's part of a, some excitement, like, yes, I got some orders. And it's like, oh, I got orders. I can't just <laughs> go hang out with my family or just just chill out or you know, unplug. I have to get to work. And you, um, I'm, I am my brand. So when I put something out, it doesn't just speak of rockablock.com. It speaks of Rockland Page, too. And so I have to make sure I'm consistent in getting the order shipped out, the quality of the shirts. Mm -hmm. Um, If there's something wrong, I'd have to correct it. Um, There have been many times where I've messed up shirts, and I've had to, you know, run out in the middle of the night, try to find a craft store or something, or try to order more stock online to um, make sure my product is of quality. Okay. And so that's been one of the hardest parts of uh, consistency, and you might have mechanical problems. And this is something that, you know, the client doesn't really care about. They paid you their money, Absolutely. and they have faith and trust that you're going to deliver a product. And so I can't just call up this person or email them and say, oh, well, I'm sorry, I didn't have this, you know, in stock. Or I'm still trying to build my reputation, so I will do whatever I have to to make sure that order is met within reason. Within reason. Of course, of course. I I am, I too am a full time uh, working outside of the home. Um, even with all of my multiple activities and different business projects I have going on, so it, it is trying. It it can be very tricky when you're trying to balance uh, to have that work life balance, spend time with family, but also pursue your goals, make a commitment to a client to meet a deadline. So it can be very challenging but rewarding at the same time when you have a happy customer um, because with us, we, we are our brand. Um, <laughs> you know, we walk and talk our brand, and and if we don't provide that service, we can get a terrible recommendation. For me, a lot of my business, I don't know if it's the same for you, it comes from word of mouth. And a lot of people that refer me or, you know, uh, get people to go to my website, what have you, for speaking engagement. So for me, it's how you present yourself, how you show up to the public and to your clients, and make sure to make every effort to meet deadlines um, and to be committed quality. Um, Because you can just put something out there, you know, and, you know, if you're just trying to make a quick dollar, but you may not get that that repeat business, and for me, the most important thing is to have a, stati- a satisfied customer, but also repeat business and referrals um, because it's critical um, to a business when you're when you have a small business uh, because that's what keeps the doors open and keep the business going. Yeah, definitely, and uh, like you said, a lot of my business has come from word of mouth. Um, I've had a few people just reach out to me, uh, complete strangers. Uh, mm-hmm. From a Facebook post or an Instagram post, and, and not just order one or two shirts, but make big orders. And I'm like, wow, this person's never even met me, and here they are mm-hmm. sending me hundreds of dollars to fulfill this order. And so I, I do my best to have a, a great reputation, uh, not just as a, a shirt maker, but as an artist and a graphic designer. And it, it really speaks. It really, it's humbling to see that you know someone will post. Um, on social media saying that they love my product, 
that they bought it as a gift for someone and they were just thrilled to receive and open the box. And it, it's just encouraging to see that I don't operate in a silo, that okay. my mm-hmm. work is making an impact or making someone smile halfway across the country. And did you ever for yourself see see that ever coming to fruition where you where you making an impact in the way that you that it is having on people when they buy your your um t shirts? Uh, not exactly. Um I I I know I wanted to make people happy. I know I wanted mm-hmm. people to love what they wear because when I design something I design something that I would want to wear as well. And just to see that someone loves my art mm-hmm. so much that they actually want to wear it, it, it just it blows me away. It, I mean, it's, it's, it's a small it's thing. It's very humbling. Uh-huh. It is. And and so with that, I, I try to just keep doing better, try to create better products, try to make better designs, try to improve my, my process in creating the shirts, not just designing, but actually manufacturing shirts um, okay and so that that helps me build the brand as well um, whether it's my business cards or the labels or the, the shipping bag that it comes in I want everything mm-hmm. to be cohesive and work together and and be a symbol of the brand I'm trying to build okay and um, outside of your designs you also do printing as well so someone Say, for instance, have a design that they want to be printed. They can reach out to you or contact you for that as well, correct? Correct, yes. Okay. Um, And so did that come about when you were looking to um, expand your business and you kind of got into printing as well? How did that that happen for you? um, Well, it all happened pretty much at the same time. I wanted my business to be threefold, um, where it would be – Online sales of my design, mm-hmm. uh, custom printing, if someone had a design they wanted printed, or uh, me even just doing design for someone else. Okay. Um, so even if uh, I might, might not be the cheapest method or most cost-effective method to have your shirt printed, I can still give you a pretty dope design, and you can get it printed elsewhere. And I think this helps sustain me so far. It's been about a year and a half since the launch. Okay. And and so there are some times where I don't have any online sales, mm-hmm. but I'll get several requests to print someone's shirt, or I'll get a request to design a logo or design a something for someone to put on a shirt or another item of clothing. And so I think this has helped keep me afloat and pretty nimble because as an entrepreneur and you're coming out of pocket for this stuff, you need to find multiple streams of revenue. Yeah, and I didn't want to. Uh, from the beginning, I didn't want to solely to rely on shirt sales, the bone design. Okay. And and you have definitely, for everyone listening, he has done some work for me. You and I have worked together, and yes, we have. Um, the shirts that I gave you, my particular design, um, came out. Um, it exceeded my expectations just to be honest with you, the quality of, of the shirts when I received them. Um, actually, I just had on um, the Grateful Sweater yesterday, and someone said, oh, I really like that 
sweater because it's my brand. I'm, I'm walking with it. It was like, this is where you can go buy it. So having you print that for me makes it so that I can wear my designs and have on my, um, you know, have my T-shirts on because I, it does draw in a lot of attention because it, it was very good quality. And the, the company that I ultimately went to um, is, is on-demand printing as well. So, I mean, I don't keep a, 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 a inventory in my house. It's you place an order, you get, you get your shirt, you get your leggings and all of the other things that I carry within my store because, you know, to try to cut down on overhead costs. But um, the work that you provided for me was, was very good and it was easy to work with you and, and simple to be <laughs> quite honest. So I greatly appreciate it. So that was one of the well, reasons you. why I had to have you on a show was because the level of service that you provided me and the quality in which um, I received. And also I'm a definitely a fan of, of your designs and, um, and I want people out there to know about Rock-A-Block and to, um, to support you. So uh, provide us with the information on where they can go to, uh, to find you if they are looking for to, to purchase your shirt or to do any type of printing work. What is the information for you? Okay. Well, you can find everything on rockablock.com. That's R-O-C-K-A-B-L-O-C-K.com. Um, if you have a specific request, you can fill out a form and uh, send me a message, and I'll get it and respond back fairly quickly, probably within the mm-hmm. next day or so. And uh, that's the best way to reach me. Or, or you can find me on Instagram at Rockablock Design, and that's pretty much the best way to reach me. I'm pretty responsive to social media and online requests. Okay, great. Um, because I. I actually got your information, and I don't know if she's listening, but through Brandy Davis, and she put me in contact with you, and um, it was, it's funny how it's always referrals, and it was just like she said, hey, I've worked with him, great person to, to work with, I had an opportunity to work with you, and so now I'm just passing, passing that forward for other people out there that is definitely interesting in um, your services um, I wish you nothing but the best with your uh, with your business and hopefully more people out there is listening but one of the questions before I let you go that I wanted to ask you we didn't get it I didn't talk to you about it in the beginning but I want to circle back around you we talked a little bit about sketching and painting and how you consider your your designs to be art have you ever considered getting, you know, creating um, designs or doing art that's for like art galleries or to be so different, um, separate from that of T-shirt designs? Do you do a little bit of that as well? I do. Uh, I haven't had the chance as much because, uh, you know, life happens. Uh, mm-hmm. I have a six-year-old daughter now. She requires a lot of time and attention. And uh, sometimes the process and doing fine art can be a big grueling. Uh, so I, yeah. I mainly paint for myself, but I definitely will. You know, I'm, I'm definitely open to doing uh, galleries or showings. It's just um, I just had to choose a different path. Uh, design seemed to suit me a little better, mm-hmm. um, a little, uh, more solid as far as uh, creating revenue, and just even it's a speedier process because it's all on a computer. 
Um, but I, I, but fine arts, painting, sketching, drawing is definitely my first love. And um, usually I just use that as a as a time to relax. Okay. And I found that when I try to paint or draw or do that for money, it I, th- I think it takes something away from the process for me. Really? How so? so? Usually I, um, because when I paint or draw for money, I'm trying to paint something that I think someone else might like okay. versus mm-hmm. something that I like or have a personal connection with. Um, so I have, I have a lot of art that I've done uh, around my house. And the last serious painting I did was um, of my daughter several years mm-hmm. ago. And it, it's just sitting in my living room, and I have no interest in selling it or putting it up anywhere. It, it's for me and my family. And I loved it so much that I actually got it tattooed on my arm <laughs> uh, recently. Yes, I did see that. Mm-hmm. And so uh, that piece, it just spoke to me. It, it, you know, it's my daughter, it's my art, mm-hmm. and it, it was for me. So I guess I have given thought, I mean, to give you a, a longer answer than you probably wanted. But <laughs> um, no, you're fine. I'm totally. <laughs> I'm totally open to uh, doing gallery art, but okay. that's just more of a personal thing for me. Okay. And um, on social media, if they wanted to reach out to you through Instagram, what's your, your handle on Instagram? Um, it is, I got so many right now, let me <laughs> actually make sure I have it. It is Rock-A-Block Design. Rock-A-Block, At Rock-a-block Design. Design. Okay, got it. And your website, same thing, rockablock.com is how yes. they can reach you. Okay. And, Rockland, I want to thank you for being a guest today on What's Your Why. And um, I will, everyone, um, post Rockland's information for you so that if you want to reach out to him, um, you can definitely do that. Um um, he will, um, his information is rockablock, R-O-C-K-A-B-L-O-C-K.com. And I will post his information um, on my website as well. So until next week, we have a um, another exciting guest. You guys be blessed and make it a great weekend. And make sure to get out and do something. And if you didn't listen to my opening, keep in mind just to be careful of the company you keep um, because you just never know who's watching and who's out there plotting to uh, try to bring that negative vibe and energy into your life. Continue to be who you are. So see you guys next week.